Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, I will be reviewing Impact's Wrestling Victory Road that could have been seen on the Impact Plus app. Victory Road debuted on October 3rd, 2020. The opening match is The Rascals, Desert Wentz versus Triple XL, which is AC Romero and Larry D. This was a really hard fought match. Between the two teams, the Rascals being the smaller team and Triple XL being the bigger team, the Rascals had to put all their effort into all of their moves to try to get in some really good offense off of these guys. At one point during the match, Dez knocks out Larry D with a kick to his head. This drops Larry D down to the canvas, and Dez does his corkscrew move, which I forgot what the commentators had called it, but it looked pretty impressive. And that allows Dez to pick up the victory for the Rascals. The Rascals gave it their all, put their heart into it, and they took down two Goliaths in the opening contest. After that, we get Brian Mayers versus Tommy Dreamer. The commentators were saying this is a bit of a prodigy type of match where Tommy Dreamer was the mentor to Brian Myers. For those that do not know. You probably should know. Brian Myers was originally Kurt Hawkins in WWE, and Brian Myers also has his own wrestling school, Creator Pro, down in Long Island. Brian Myers is taking advantage of Dreamer during this match. After Dreamer got whiplash into the ropes, it all favored Brian Myers, and it allowed Brian Myers to pick up the victory in this match. Oh, but I do want to mention that Tommy Dreamer had a really cool cutter that he did to Brian Myers but the clothesline that Brian did to Tommy Dreamer ended the match as the finisher so therefore again Brian Myers is your winner after that we have the Raju open challenge match technically this is not for the Impact X Division Championship however he's giving guys opportunities that will have never gotten opportunities so during his open challenge it is Answered by Willie Mack. What I have in my notes is Willie Mack does a spin kick to Raju that look super smooth. A standing moonsault is done by Willie Mack onto Raju. There is a spinning neck breaker combination crossface from Raju to Willie Mack. And towards the end, Raju stays on the outside, manages to get counted out. He gives the victory over to Willie Mack. However, the X Division Championship does not change hands. So, while Willie Mack is the winner of this open challenge match by Raju, Raju retains the X Division Championship title. Next, we get the first women's match on this card, which is Tenille Dashwood versus Jordan Grace. This is their third match. This is their final match. This is what we call in the wrestling business a rubber match. This one had Jordan Grace doing power moves on Tenille. If it wasn't for Caleb with a K... Tenille would have gotten squashed when Jordan Grace was going to jump from the rope. However, Caleb Whitaker took Tenille to safety. They fight on the outside. And I think that's where Tenille can be a dangerous wrestler to fight on the outside. Both Tenille and Jordan Grace were really using the outside to their advantage by throwing each other into the guardrails and just using it as an all-around weapon. Jordan Grace then puts Tenille in a submission. 
However, Caleb with a K distracts the referee while you clearly do see Tennille Dashwood tap. However, whatever the referee does not see, it cannot be called. Jordan Grace releases this hold to talk with the referee and also give an eye to Caleb with a K. This allows Tennille Dashwood to do the spotlight kick and that allows her to pick up the victory in this match against Jordan Grace. After that, we get Reno Scum versus Heath and Rhino. This is Heath for Impact. Heath takes all the bumps and all the bruises from Reno Scum. Heath does a jumping kick. And he also has something to prove in this match. That's why he did not tag Rhino in as frequently as he should have. So he could have rested on the outside. Heath has something to prove for Impact so he could get signed. Heath ends up doing the wake-up call, which is his finisher, and that allows him and Rhino to pick up the victory against Reno Scum. After that, we get Moose versus Trey Miguel. I am still impressed with Trey Miguel. He just needs a little bit tighter structure on his moves and what he does in, in matches, so that's about it. This whole entire match between Moose and Trey Miguel was telling the story of, yes, a David and Goliath story. Moose was definitely taking advantage and using his power against Trey to keep him down on the mat and also yelling at him to know where EC3 was at because EC3 still has his TNA World Heavyweight Championship title that EC3 promised Moose that he will be burning the belt and burning a memory of the past. They go back and forth. Trey obviously gets in some offense here and there. It's still not enough. However, EC3's entrance pops up on the Titantron and this distracts Moose. And that allows Trey to pick up the pin. So Trey Miguel won this match against Moose. After that, it is a fatal four-way match. They took one member of each tag team that will be seen at Bound for Glory upcoming October 24th, 2020. Alex Shelley versus Carl Anderson versus Ace Austin versus Josh Alexander. This is probably one of my favorite matches because Alex Shelley is in it. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin are one of my favorite tag team matches. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin are one of my favorite tag team teams. In professional wrestling, I grew up watching them and ever since they got together in 2006. And I was able to watch most of their matches live uh, in Ring of Honor. And those memories are priceless. And they are one of the best tag teams. I am so happy that they are back together as a tag team and wrestling for Impact Wrestling. I do wish that the doors can be open for more fantasy matches and more title matches. This is where I'm going to pivot a little bit and talk about my amazing time on the Impact Wrestling press pass that featured none other than Chris Saban, Ace Austin, and got the more. So someone from the media had asked Chris Saban if he would be willing to fight FTR. If you guys are not on social media, make sure to follow me at Maria Shadows. These guys are amazing when it comes to social media sometimes. On social media, we all want to see it. FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns. 
And the only way that that will happen, according to Chris Saban, is if FTR goes over to Impact Wrestling to face them on their turf, their home ground, and that is how we will get that match. Now, the management of Impact needs to talk with the management of AEW to get that going because I really do want to see FTR versus Motor City Machine Guns. Motor City Machine Guns have been instrumental in tag team wrestling. They are in my top five, and they are very innovative with their offense, and it always makes me pop whenever I see their tag team combinations in the ring, and it's just so smooth, so good. They have an impeccable chemistry together, and just imagine that with FTR. The way that FTR puts over the guys in AEW, even if FTR is not taking the fall, the storytelling and the maneuvers and no move is gone unwasted helps AEW's tag team division even more. So to get these two in the ring, I would definitely love to see it. Hell, if you have to go over to Impact Wrestling, just go over to Impact Wrestling and make this happen. But I do wish that there was an open challenge tournament where it invites everyone and anyone to come in and just have matches. Sometimes you don't even need to have story behind it unless you know that you definitely want to have a program with this tag team and make it happen and something like that. But if it's just pure tag team wrestling, I would really love a tag team tournament that invites everyone and anyone who is a tag team in the world of professional wrestling to just showcase what they got. Tag team wrestling has been revitalized thanks to AEW and Impact Wrestling. So, you know, that is what I like to see. And that was his answer, meaning Chris Saban's answer, when the media asked him about the whole FTR versus Motor City Machine Guns and the whole media stuff. So, according to Chris Saban, FTR should get their butts over there to find them on their turf. All right, back to this fatal four-way. Ace Austin does a drop toho combination kick to the back. Drop toho is your best friend in professional wrestling, guys. It is. Alex Shelley does a dragon screw to most of the people in this match. He does a single leg Boston crab to Ace and Josh Alexander. So technically, it's a double single leg Boston crab. Alex Shelley right now is taking control of the match in the beginning of this. At one point, the referee goes down. Everyone fights because everyone's tag team partner is on the outside. So they decide to come inside and fight. Then the referee gets up. He's okay. He brushes off the stars he's probably seen. And he ejects all members that were around ringside to go to the back. No one is happy with this decision. When has anyone ever been happy with this decision? But it does take place and they all leave. Alex Shelley does a super kick to Carl Anderson. And by the way, the way that Alex Shelley did that super kick looked super smooth. And it looked like a Young Bucks kick. Just saying. Just putting it out there. Alex Shelley also helps out with the suplex Tower of Doom that had Josh and Ace on it. And then towards the end, Josh Alexander does a power drive to Alex Shelley to pick up the win in this Fatal 4-Way match. So the winner 
of this is Josh Alexander. I do not know if that is foreshadowing the upcoming Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match at Bound for Glory, October 24th, when all four teams are in the ring. I do not know if that means that the North will regain their Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships. I personally do not want to see that. I personally still want Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin to still be the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. After that, we get our second women's match, which is Susie versus Deanna Perrazzo. This is for the Women's Impact Wrestling Championship. This was beautiful. The storytelling here is beautiful. The way that Susie stays in character is amazing. Deanna automatically starts working on Susie's arm. Deanna is working on the body part because her finisher is the Fujiwara armbar, which I'm never going to say that right, so just so you guys know. Susie does a bulldog combination to Deanna and starts having in some offense. Susie also does a suicide dive that takes out both Deanna and Kimberly out on the outside. There's a lot of moves after moves and counters after counters that I appreciated in this match heading towards the finish of this match. What I mean is that no move was left unwasted. Everything was just great timing and there was no counting of the steps of what to do next. It was hard hitting. It was action, fast paced, and a nice rhythm to it when these two are wrestling in the ring. However, getting towards the end of the match, Deanna does a double underhook submission to Susie, and this allows Deanna to retain the Impact Women's Wrestling title. And then Kimberly comes in and attacks Kylie Ray, who has been in the corner of Susie the whole entire time. Deanna uses a chair to then break Susie's arm to send a message to Kylie Ray. All good storytelling. Super fantastic. The main event of Victory Road is Eddie Edwards taking on Eric Young for the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. This match was amazing. Eddie started off with some quick offense. Eric Young starts to bleed in the beginning of the match from under his eye. There's probably miscommunication and he probably got cut with something. But it was way too quick for me to really analyze exactly what cut him open. Neck breaker on the ring buckle from Eric Young to Eddie Edwards. Why? Why did that spot need to happen? I cringed so bad. I was like, oh my God, you guys are taking violence to a whole new level. You know, I can stand whenever the guys do a back body drop to someone on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. But there's no protection on those turnbuckles there where the metal is at. So that's definitely going to have Eddie have to put a bunch of ice packets on his neck. There is a backpack stunner to Eric Young from Eddie Edwards that's done. Eric Young is attacking Eddie's taped up ankle. This is where it gets really, really violent, where Eric Young is like a freaking predator and all he wants to do is mangle the shit out of Eddie Edwards' taped up ankle. Eric Young attacking Eddie's taped up ankle, knee first on the apron from Eric Young to Eddie Edwards. 
there's definitely exhaustion in this match. Both men are clearly exhausted. TKO from Eric Young to Eddie Edwards. Blue Thunder Bomb off the second rope from Eddie to Eric Young. Young threw Eddie knee first into the ring. Eddie Edwards does his finisher, the Boston Knee Party, to Eric Young. However, Eric Young has his foot on the rope. Therefore, therefore it is only a two. Then there is the power driver and float over into an ankle lock on Eddie Edwards. This is when Eddie Edwards taps out and gives up because his ankle can no longer take it. His body can no longer take it. He is extremely exhausted in this match. That allows Eric Young to retain the, the Impact Wrestling Championship. So now, definitely, when it comes to Bound for Glory, October 24th, it will definitely be Eric Young versus Rich Swan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is my review of Impact's Wrestling Victory Road that could have only been seen on the Impact Plus app. If you guys do not have the Impact Plus app, please go get it now. Go support Impact Wrestling and all of the historical strides that they are making. Victory Roll was definitely fun to watch. I've never felt so protective of someone during that main event as I had with Eddie Edwards. It was really violent, but not violent as in like blood everywhere. Violent in the fact that Eddie Edwards needs his foot to walk, but yet then Eric Young is like, nah, you don't need it, man. I'm just going to mess it up even some more. And that's exactly what happened. The women's matches always deliver on Impact Wrestling. The tag matches always deliver. And even that Fatal 4-Way delivered. Again, when it comes to Bomb for Glory this month, I am definitely looking forward to that Fatal 4-Way tag team match. Because I want the Motor City Machine Guns to retain. Eric Young should definitely retain the title when it comes to Bound for Glory. Because he is a master storyteller. And he has a lot more to show. It just sucks that WWE did not know what to do with him. He is a creative genius. And he's definitely a really good villain. Because if you guys saw his vignette of him being in the prison and all that. That was really great acting. Really great storytelling. Really great character development. And that's what you need to strive in professional wrestling for. Have really great character development so you can get over. And when you get over, your moves will get over too. Everything falls into place when you do the work and put it in and all that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can follow me on the Twitter side at Marie underscore Shadows. You can definitely support this podcast over on the Anchor side, anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast. You can leave me a voice message. You can leave me your thoughts. You can definitely let me know what you think. Over on the Patreon side, thank you to my two Patreons that help make this possible and give me the creative freedom to do what I love to do. And that's talking about professional wrestling. Mags and Rylan, you guys are amazing. Thank you for that. If anyone else wants to upgrade their experience because I have revamped the Patreon page, please do so. Go visit patreon.com forward slash rookie SCP. And again, this is Marie Shadows of the Square Circle Podcast. And I will see you guys in the next one.